Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 Superficial magic is like if goop were no, fun. it's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest Vibe anything higher. you want. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. It's superficial magic time. It's superficial magic time. Ooh. Waiting for you to sit down. Waiting for Crystal Chris. You, 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 you. Hi, everybody. Welcome oh to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the entire planet. Yeah. Yes, Ooh. I am your host, Megan Granger, and we have Crystal Chris in the house. He's standing up again. What are you doing, Crystal Chris? Oh, just making sure nothing's peaking. Okay, he's making sure nothing's peaking. That means stuff about sound, guys. Sound stuff. <laughs> Anyway, today's guest, um, his name is Skylar Stone. You probably know him because he had the show on Comedy Central called Con a while back. It was fucking hilarious. He would con everyone. Then he was in some scary movie. I can't remember if it was like Hostel or it was too scary for me (laughs) to see. I know that. So that's where that's where you might know him from. Here's where he's going to be heading. He's about to have a new special out with Jamie Kennedy called Coming to the Stage. Oh, my God. I love Jamie Kennedy. Dang. He once did this really funny prank. I guess this isn't a show where I recap Jamie Kennedy's pranks. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If you want to know what it was, just DM me and I will get back to you on that. So. So he also is uh, in this new movie. It's called The Retaliators, and it's supposed to be terrifying. And he has a new podcast coming out called Skylar of Service. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. And service is very much a part of Skylar's life. He is actually the one who helped me almost a year ago when I was really struggling with alcohol and pills and sometimes alcohol and pills mixed together. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So forever grateful for him. He's one of my oldest friends out here. He's hilarious. He's just great. And today Skyler. we talk today oh. we talk a little bit about his experience um going down to basically a farm. Whoa. Yeah. Where? You know, I want to say Peru, but I think it was Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not drugs, it's a medicine farm. Oh, okay. okay, so he took DMT, he took Whoa. ayahuasca. I can never say the one that starts with I. Um, It's like, I always want to call it iodine, which is so stupid. Anyway, he took all three of them (laughs) and had some major, major amazing experiences that I want people to hear about because they're super cool. Um, Just a warning. There's so much in the community of people who are sober or wanting to be sober of what's appropriate and what's not and you definitely have to go by your own you know your Mm. own sponsor and your guidance and all of that so if Mm. your shit is telling you this is something you could never do then never never do that i probably will never do it but yeah but maybe you don't have struggle with any of this shit maybe you need to go down to peru a co yeah and fuck in (laughs) yeah (laughs) like work some shit out you know absolutely and he did say he he said that this is what finally helped him stop drugs and alcohol so yeah and that's a kind of more common 
experience that I hear about is that people have these really transformational experiences and, and they get the strength to carry them through um, not using drugs and alcohol anymore. That's so cool. But it's so complex and it's so layered and I don't want to get in trouble. I just want to be a goody goody. So if I'm getting in <laughs> trouble right now, just, you know what? Yeah, you're just spreading the news. I'm just giving you a take. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a he's been a really old friend for a long time. He has some fucking nuts stories about me that are so embarrassing. We recorded <laughs> for three hours because we were both like full manic excited no to see each other. So um, I'm going to do a second episode with him. But you'll get more taste of how hilarious and spiritual. you just can't get it all in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one where we're exploring, you know, the good stuff, the DMT, the ayahuasca and ibogaine. Oh, also, he was in that movie Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. I love Love that movie and uh you can follow him at the skylar stone s-k-y-l-e-r follow me at megan granger come join the superficial magic vibrators group and leave us a review on apple podcasts yeah. have a great week a we great love week. you you were right skylar you were right and i was wrong about what about the volume and the, about the volume and the input and the all the, of it wait was i right yeah I wasn't looking for that, but I'm not going to lie. As a male, it often just feels good hearing that I was right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, because you guys tell us we're wrong so much. Well, you are wrong so much. I know. I, I didn't say we weren't. So when, when, when I get one, even though it's not a big win, it feels like a big win. I was on a date. I know I just told you that I haven't been dating anyone and I haven't been, but I was on a date with a guy like two months ago. Okay. And he was like, you know, some. Do we have a code name for him? Uh, sure. Let's um, call him. Let's call him Bookman. Bookman. He likes books. <laughs> I couldn't tell by the nickname. Would have been weird if you're like, he's really into spaceships. <laughs> okay, so he likes books, and he was like, you know, a lot of my exes, just the problems in their relationship have been that they are mad at me, and I don't know why, and I can't figure it out, and they won't explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, I'll explain it to you. You're a man, and it's... <laughs> The worst. Yeah. Well, okay. It's more even than people think. That's the problem when people are like, women are the problem of the world. Men are, no, like we're like, well, let's we are. not discuss the semantics. You guys obviously are far, far more annoying. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were literally about to pay a compliment. To, like you guys are just so you've invented everything you carry everything you move us when we need moving that i will admit that the moving is clutch the, the movie's clutch yeah no that's a good that's a really yeah. good point yeah but at the same time though my friend michael okay we'll call him michael because that's actually his name okay um because bookman was actually my guy's name too <laughs> Bookman Davis. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bookman Davis? He's just some fucking blues artist and brings books up and says, Yo, what's up with the Shakespeare? Oh, kitty cat's on my laptop. Oh, no. Skylar definitely got me into a 12 step program. So maybe life saving. We'll see. Who cares? But you. You are in my death pool. Yeah. No I'm kidding. That was just the meanest thing I could. Like, we don't have high hopes. We're, we're, we'll see what happens, Megan. We know about the ambient and the knives and the. You know. Oh God! I don't know if I've told the listeners about the knives. May I? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So Take when it I knew away. That, when I knew that Megan needed to, um, as you say, turn the party down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to understand, Megan is as sweet as you probably think she is. She's very nice. She's very loving. She's just like you're like Megan. You're a great creature. Oh, thank you, Skylar. And so when you told me, when you told me 
Like, there's certain women you meet, you're like, oh, I bet you that bitch takes ambient and takes fucking knives and stabs them into flour onto a fucking cutting board. You're 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 not one of those no. people. I don't look at you and go, oh, Megan's fucking single white female. Right. Even though you are single and you're white and you're a female. Uh-huh. Um, and so, <laughs> basically, um, you were on the phone with me. I remember exactly where I was. I was on Laurel Canyon. And you're like, Skylar, I think, I think I FaceTimed my ex. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Part of the, am I allowed to talk about that? Oh, or? yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not so bad. You're like, well, it is when you called him. How many times that night did you call him? Oh, I don't know. But it was dozens. So many it dozens. dozens of times. Yeah, it was dozens. And you said that there was one FaceTime that it looked like you had some sort of, you're like, I don't know if he connected or, or it looked like you had a bunch of missed opportunities, but one that like you might have been on for a few minutes, right? I black out Skylar. I'm like, well, everyone blacks out. You're like, this is a different kind of blackout. And I'm like, oh, you're just drinking too much? You're like, there's some drinking involved, but it's mostly ambient. And I'm mm. like, how much ambient we're we talking? You're like, I'm taking uh, enough ambient to like kill a small horse. Yeah. Like, Some handfuls. Yeah. And so you were telling me that you liked that you woke up and you had a, a butcher's knife mm-hmm. that was stabbed into a cutting board. Yep. And there was flour all over the place. Uh-huh. Like you were trying to stab the flour. Well, here's what finally. <laughs> By the way, no pause, no break. And you're like, well, here's the thing. <laughs> Okay. Like, a lot of people just go, yeah, yeah, and like maybe take take stock, maybe like breathe heavily for a second, tear, ask for a fucking tissue. You're like, here's the thing. Okay, so it wasn't flour, it was pancake mix. Mm. And what to each their own. You know. What had happened is Ambien makes you hungry. You just become a silly goose, you know. <laughs> yeah, a silly goose that stabbed breakfast materials. And so I didn't have any food in my house. I saw that there was a pancake mix. And so I stabbed it open. Uh I ate it. What I'm about to say is so like dark. Okay. I remember who you're talking to. I probably have you beat, but go ahead. That's true. That's true. I Several restraining orders, been to jail. That's right. 5150s. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, go ahead. I mixed it with pickle juice. And I ate it. I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt because this is your podcast and uh, you should have just as many moments as me. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out that I would like to retract my previous statement. <laughs> that is the most psychotic thing I've ever heard. Um, nothing I've done has been as bad. I've had women that wanted me 150 yards or more away from them. And I don't see that as bad as someone mixing fucking pickle juice with pancake batter. Yeah, it was so, so weird and gross. I don't remember a beat of it, but I want to know. You've done DMT. Done it. Changed my whole life. Okay. I will say Bookman. He had a, a person come to his house and he said he did it once mm-hmm. and he, he's not a very scared person. I actually picked that up from him on uh-huh. our date. He just doesn't have a lot of fear, which I obviously can't relate to at all. I'm like, what <laughs> are we going to talk about? Yeah. I wake up and my nightstand terrifies me <laughs> and then I go back to bed. <laughs> so he said that like the guy came over, gave him a dose. And, you know, it was a littler dose. He came to and he was like, dude, I've never really been scared before, but I'm scared to do the second dose. I don't think I can do it. That's fucking crazy. And he said his experience was he got like pushed to the edge of the universe. And he said the only way he can explain it is he's like looking over the edge into the like past the universe. I, I should. Wow. Yeah. And so he says he comes back and the. Dude's like, all right, now it's time for your big dose. And he was like... Your big dose. Yeah. And he, he was like, I don't... I'm scared. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I can do this. And yeah. the shaman was like, you know, 
that means you have to do it. It's kind of like when you go to Maggiano's, you know, when you order the entree, they give you one entree to go. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, you eat one and like, all right, here's one to go. You're like, dude, I just fucking ate I a lot of pasta. I just ate pasta. No one ever finished pasta in the history of the world and said, I think I want more pasta. It's exactly like that. That's yeah. a really great reference. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. And and he, he, I'm impressed. He bounced, he bounced with it and he, he fucking took the second dose and he said oh he, he, oh, he did take it yeah and Pussed. Okay. no and he said he just flew past that barrier with dmt it's like you know it was around but i don't know that people were doing it for these reasons it's kind of like a lot of things have been around a long time but we we are starting to use them in other ways like you know at one time like you know people just stretched i'm sure people have been stretching since the beginning of time it's like oh wow it feels really good when you stretch but then one day someone said wait a minute let's focus this and create yoga you know what i mean like so uh, you know are, are we supposed to all of a sudden deny yoga because yoga didn't exist at some time like no we just stretch you don't need to like listen to a teacher and have calming music on and sit on a mat they just go outside like a man and like no like let's evolve let's try other versions of things so with dmt it's like look would I stand up at a 12-step meeting and would I just say like, you know, hey man, if any of you are newcomers and you really want to know how I got sober, you should go down to Mexico and, and do DMT. I probably wouldn't stand up and say that. I don't have a problem telling you that or talking about it on mic because it's, you know, I'm not there to shake the, I, I'm not here to shake the foundation of uh, with the 12-step program. I mean, I almost said which one, but, um, but I, uh, I am here to speak my truth and i tried getting sober with just the steps with just a sponsor with just um going to a rehab a tough one in hollywood and a get your ass kissed one in malibu none of it worked for me i relapsed really hard as you know it was a terrible story did all kinds of bad things to my wife and everybody around me and so you know when i went to mexico i went there finally at our true rock bottom of like mm-hmm. holy cow i mean she had taken me to a mediator already she was going to take the kids, take the house. She was going to take everything. And with the, some of the stuff I'd done, she could have. And so what ended up happening was, you know, I was on my knees. And um, when I got there, I was like, you know, I'm not physically dependent on alcohol. So when I watched all these other people like kicking heroin and meth and all this other stuff, I didn't relate a lot because I'm like, you know, come on, guys. Just like I actually went to rehab three and a half weeks sober. Most people don't do that. Most people sh- like do a bunch of hits of everything and walk in fucked up and then like kind of come down and detox. I They skipped detox with me. I went straight to the next level because I don't, I've never been physically dependent on any drug or alcohol. It's just, I use it to mask so much pain. And so when shit goes bad, I would binge. Or when shit goes good, I would binge. I was like, we were talking about that line earlier going up and down. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. So when I went there, I was on my knees kind of saying, guys, my whole thing is I want to know where my anger stems from. I want to know why I'm so fearful and paranoid all the time of everything. And so my experience was that this stuff was medicine for me. It, it's, it's, I don't want to refer to ayahuasca or ibogaine or DMT, and those are the three things I did, as drugs because, first of all, they're non-addictive. You know, I've never once woke up and gone, oh man, if I could just get some DMT today. Like it, just like you have a sphere of it, I've done it and I'm fucking terrified of it mm. because it's, it, but it's a healthy fear. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like, um, it's like just, uh, 
I mean, don't you kind of fear going to certain do- like a cardiologist or neurologist? There, there's a fear there. Like, oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna do an MRI or you're gonna do a fucking you know a scan of my heart. Like, there's a fear there, but you're, it's a healthy fear. You're like, you respect the humbleness of like you're, you're you respect the humbling that is getting a, an internal integral organ examined. You know, yeah, that's DMT. You look, it's scary, but it's like I know I'm gonna do it again, but I'm only gonna do it when I'm called to do it. Cocaine did not exist like that for me. Alcohol did. I I was never like, oh, guys, (laughs) I went wild last night. So I'll have a drink when, you know, Mother Nature says I should have a drink. No, I got a drink because I stubbed my toe. I had 10 drinks because I fucking faxed faxed the wrong fax over to someone. God, how I just aged myself. I was going to say, wow. Why did I go to fax? What the fuck, dude? You know, I I fucking drink (laughs) when I, you know, pick up my milk at my front door for the delivery, you know. (laughs) Uh, you know when I stepped in my jalopy, and um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a different it's a different uh, part of the brain than your addict self almost. It is because what you have to know about DMT is it's already in you. Yes, and so that's why I want people to know there's no marijuana in you. Mm-mm. There's no alcohol in you. There's no whiskey in you. It's probably still a little whiskey in me. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. Come on, probably you're a little bit in there somewhere, um, but. Um, it's in you. And um, from what I'm told, uh, and again, a lot of this stuff, they're still researching. So, you know, um, if I'm paraphrasing parts, it's because it's still also very gray. Like, it's hard for them to figure everything out. But they do know that DMT is released in you when you die. When I, I mean, look at every hair on my body right now, standing up, because I'm remembering right now what it was like to take that stuff. Um, I kind of like to not say take that stuff. I like to say release that stuff because mm-hmm. it's in you. So I don't know what kind of DMT your friend did, uh, but what I did was the toad. The toad is, it's a Sonoran toad that's um, in this desert uh, in Southwest United States and kind of into Mexico too. And uh, these these frogs come up at certain times of the year out of the mud bubbles. And uh, these shamans and these people and these indigenous people know where they where they exist and when they come out and they collect a bunch of the frogs. And these frogs have two nodules on their back and they're poisonous nodules. Now, they're not poisonous to you and me. And they're actually not really poisonous to anyone. They're, it's not a poison that kills anyone. It's it, God put a hallucinogenic... Uh, property in these toads so that when bigger animals because we all have our things right shark have their teeth right bears have their claws you know we have pines have their quills (laughs) it was a great example you're just adorable megan you're adorable um and so um uh what if you just fucked it up you just didn't know like you just didn't even know how to do it yeah and i was like skunks have their and everybody thought i was gonna say spray and i was like stripe skunks have their little plaid coats right we've seen them (laughs) sure we have megan anyway um um so um these toads uh had these nodules the ability to when a bigger animal comes along and takes a bite or tries to eat it squirts this out and it fucking knocks that animal on its back and that animal has a nice little trip for like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and so you know i don't know when this happened but at some point somebody said you know what I wonder what that's like to fucking have that feeling. I've seen this little whatever raccoon come along, take a bite and fall over and looks like he's seeing God. You know what I mean? I'm going to try this shit. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. There's got to be a stand up bit in there somewhere. You know, like somebody maybe tripped, fell, licked the fucking frog while they were drunk. They're like, hey, you guys got to try this. What ended up happening was um, they found out that um, when you inhale this uh, property uh, and the way they do it is they, sque- they squeeze the, the poison out, I guess you call it. And um, then they dry it in the sun and it turns into this like brown powder and um, you smoke it and you inhale it and you hold it for eight seconds. Now it tastes terrible. 
It does not. It's foul. It mm. does not taste like anything. Like rotten eggs or something? Like nothing I've ever tasted. I have nothing to compare it to. The okay. entire experience is like nothing you've ever done. Okay. There is nothing for me to go, oh, you know, how you like, you know, sometimes you eat popcorn and watch Full House. It's nothing like anything that your brain can <laughs> fucking imagine. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, although, too, by the way, popcorn and Full House. Yeah. What do you say we ditch this podcast and fucking fire up some Get Netflix? Get a fax machine. Some fucking Orville Renbacher. God. Your references. Uh, what is going on? <laughs> so um, I was terrified. Duh. I was, I was the most terrified um, client I think they had ever had. They told me that several times. For all of them. Ayahuasca, um, I almost ditched out. I almost walked on all these things. Ibogaine can kill you. Ibogaine, um, when you flood dose it. Um, you can microdose it, but you can flood dose it. The people that are microdosing it, they're doing that because it does sort of open up your sensibilities, connect you. Um, you know, it, it, it brings some awareness within you, and you also purge things that are in you uh, using Ibogaine. Um, and that can all happen just from microdosing it. The other thing that can happen from microdosing it is they have found that it resets the receptors. So you weren't an opioid person, right? You were more sleeping pill, or uh-huh. were you opioids or not? No. Okay. So for opioids and heroin. And and all that stuff um, and, and, and meth. Um, there's a guy in the late 60s, I forget his name. He's a very famous um, drug connoisseur, kind of like a Timothy Leary type of guy. He had found that using Ibogaine, and I feel like this happened accidentally, there were properties in Ibogaine that made it easy to kick heroin. Because the hardest part for a heroin addict is kicking. That's yes. it. Once they're past that kicking point, there's greater success. Like people, once they're like, wow, I don't have the physical craving. The yeah. physical part of that is just nuts. And uh, there's a lot of physical um, uh, addiction to um, the opioid, opioid pills too, like Oxycontin and everything. So um, luckily, I had had it out of my system for a few weeks. So I wasn't really using Ibogaine for the resetting the receptors. I was because, you know, the, the feeling was, well, what if I crave them again, even after several weeks? But the biggest reason I was doing it was because when you flood dose, you can have one of the craziest trips of your life. Now, this one, Megan would not like. Ibogaine, uh, they say, is a male spirit. They call him Father Ibogaine, just like Mother Ayahuasca. Fathers give tough love, right? Oh, yeah. This is a trip of tough love. Oh, boy. This shit will knock you on your fucking ass. Um, you take it, it's from a plant called Iboga. And uh, that's a plant in Africa that's been around for since the beginning of time. So this stuff is nuts. You take three capsules. I, I don't know the way they do it there, okay? Maybe they just literally eat the plant or lick it. I don't know what they do. But here, it's been crushed into this substance. You take three of them. One at midnight, one at one, one at three. By 3.30, 3.45, you are going through an experience that you don't want to go through again. If you're repressing anything, someone touched you, someone hurt you, um, there's a bully experience you almost forgot ever even happened, um, uh, crying as you watch your parents uh, sign divorce papers. What like If you're repressing something, you, you're walking through that shit. Wow. I don't know how this plant knows how to do that, but it does. And you walk through it so that you can finally see it and go, you, you can act like this never happened all you want, but this is in your brain and your mm. brain knows this happened and you're ignoring it and it's why you're using and it's why you're mean and it's why you're angry and it's why you resent and you got to let this fucking shit go. Wow. So there was a guy that was down there, stoic man, older, kept to himself and um, you go into a room 
and it's the Ibogaine room. You're not allowed in the Ibogaine room unless you're on Ibogaine or you're an angel. An angel um, is a person that uh, helps people through their their experiences, mm-hmm. their vision quests, uh, yeah. whether whether that be ayahuasca or Ibogaine or DMT. And so it's a very respected, sacred room. There's three beds because they usually try and, you know, it's pretty sought after medicine these days. It's really catching on. You go in this room and you lie down. Um, you have a heart monitor on. Uh, you have an IV on giving you fluids. There's an ambulance parked outside. There's two EMTs. So, okay. Wow. There's EMTs there. EMTs there. This is not a fucking around. Yes, because you have to get your shit checked out before you do it. And um, the big concern was... I had gone pretty hard in the paint and, you know, my numbers weren't coming down. And some people say, hey, you could have done permanent liver damage. Like, you might not ever come back down. Um, so at the end, uh, they came down a little bit, but we just rolled the dice. I, I could have died. You know, I almost didn't do it. I'll never forget this phone call. I decided I want to microdose. And Nicole had done a ton of research. Once Our friend Mickey Willis is the one that made me, or not made me, but told me I should go down here and this is what will finally work for me. And um, so Nicole did all this research on everything. And uh, it turns out one of the things Nicole was very much looking forward to was me having a very bad trip mm. because I really had done with it. I mean, I cheated on her like crazy. I'd done all these terrible things. And so she, um, <laughs> when when she gets the phone call, like, you know, Skylar's I'm not feeling comfortable. He doesn't really want a flood dose. So we're, we're thinking about doing a microdose. We want to keep you abreast of his plans. And she's, you tell that motherfucker he better fucking flood dose yep. or he will never fucking talk to me again. I want him to see fucking ghosts, yeah. demons, yeah. everything. I want him to fucking walk through the dark. You tell that piece of shit to not chicken out because he didn't fucking chicken out when he did the following fucking things and if he wants his fucking marriage and he wants his fucking house, you tell him to get the fuck in that goddamn Ivo game room and take that shit tonight. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So uh, what time do I start tonight? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so um, I did it. And um, uh, But a few nights before, there was this guy that I said, this older stoic man that had gone in the room and again, you don't go in the room unless you're on it. So we're all outside doing some drum circle and we're um, eating some food. Um, we had a great chef there that cooked some really good food for us. We're having a great time. And um, we hear this wailing and crying from the Ibogaine room. Loudest cry you've ever heard. If you met this guy, he's a man of few words. He, right. And um, he's wailing. All right and wailing and it doesn't stop and it only gets louder and it sounds sad pathetic pitiful beautiful awful it's harrowing everything all at once so every morning there's group so group group starts group and uh, we're all in a circle outside and graham our fearless leader at the time would be like group time we'd all you know come out and people would be holding guitars or their notebooks and um just hanging out tons of chain smoking and uh it's addicts so they're different than alcoholics. Like alcoholics love to talk about themselves, about everything. Addicts are just kind of more people, a few words. And also, you know, m- m- there's different types that go to rehab. There's people that are there to get sober, sober. There's people that are like, oh, like, well, I'm still going to smoke weed and drink, but I'm just here to kick heroin, you know? And then there's some people that are like, dude, I'm honestly here because uh, I, someone forced me to court ordered or whatever. And uh, this is just a little reprieve. I'm just going to take 30 days off, get my fucking organs going. I'll be right back out using. And they let you know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I bring that up because, you know, there's different types of people. Like, most of them had to be called upon to share. You know, not me. I would always be like, Skylar, alcoholic, um, you know, I'm fucked up today. Missing my wife. Um, FaceTime my kids. Reception was terrible. Uh, They were crying. They wonder why I'm not there. And um, uh, our money's getting low. Just look at the account. I, I, I was always good at, like, sharing, you know. The addicts, you have to call upon them. So they, they were calling upon some addicts. And um, 
everybody was pretty apt to share that day because I think people were dying to hear from Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, not Tom. Tom's the owner of the place, uh, Charlie. And so um, everyone's like, well, what's Charlie going to say? And um, everyone's kind of, I would see people share and then they'd dart their eyes over like, when, when's he going to open up? That was the guy that cried. And so finally, um, everyone shared. And so there's like, you, and by the way, you can't force, if someone doesn't want to share, that you just don't have to share. You don't have yeah. to say anything. And so, um, but there was like this expectation, this people want it to know. And so Graham, I just remember Graham going, um, Charlie? And Charlie goes, yeah. And he's like, did you, oh, yeah. You guys probably want to know what that was about last night. And we're like, oh, yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? It's your, it's your business, you know, but please share. He said, when I was a little boy, and uh, I lived with my dad for a very short time in my life. He goes, I don't have many memories of him. He's like, but I now, I now know why. He said, I had a dog that I really loved. He goes, and that dog pissed my dad off one day. And my dad was drunk. And so he took my dog into the backyard and he called me out. And he beat the shit out of the dog until it died right in front of me. Oh, my God, Charlie. And he said, I haven't thought about that in 50 years. No. So when people say, when you tell people, from people's perspective, when I say I went and did ayahuasca, all they hear is some tea and then you have a trip. They hear trip. They think LSD. They think mushrooms. They think Molly. They think, you know, whatever. And immediately they go, you're going to do drugs to quit drugs like that sounds well good luck with that they they, they talk to you like you're a quack you know what yeah. I mean um, but it's up to you to go find out if things work people say chiropractors are quacks I know a lot of people that get something out of chiropractors for sure you know I know people that say psychology is nothing but quacks I'm alive because of some therapists I've had so on DMT when I was done with like most of the vision I my body aged out in front of me. Whoa. So I saw, you know, you know when you just look at someone old and you're like, wow, I'll look like that someday. Yeah. I'll have that blotchy skin. I saw that. They say that you die a lot on DMT because it just wants you to, it wants to humble you, mm-hmm. let you know like it's going to happen. So just let it go, you know? And, and it, what do you think most people's biggest fear is? Right. Dying. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that this, you know, I don't know what spirit. Okay, if if if, if ayahuasca is a mother, and I begins a father, I don't know what DMT is because I'm, I'm so like transfixed. But like, you know, okay, one of the things that's as good as like sex is like a good dinner party where everybody's gelling, mm-hmm. right? Like that feeling where like everyone's finished each other's sentences. Everyone's getting the jokes. Everyone has a story to add. And there's a feeling of like, wow, I love this communal feeling. That's DMT times a minute. It's like, it's just a feeling of connectedness. It's awesome. Cool. At one time I felt like my brain said, just so you know, right now you're experiencing every soul that ever was and is and is going to be right now. And I felt this just surge of like, just, you know, when you just connect with someone and you feel their soul, like even when we became friends, like we connected, like you connect with friends. You just, you're just like, you become, you're like, I like this person. They're fun. You know, I felt all of that. And I also felt like I was feeling the souls of everyone that even made mistakes. Like you could have even told me like, Oh, one of the souls that you just met 
was uh, uh, a, a war criminal, and now he's just like he's in the great beyond. And like I don't know if there's a heaven and a hell. I don't know if like you. I don't know if maybe like the seven le- levels of hell are like temporary and maybe like after you're tortured or changed maybe you get really i don't know i've never gone anywhere all i know is at one point i was told and felt that i I was feeling everybody that ever was and is and will be and that we're all okay even the pieces of shit or at least what we think totally yeah it was insane so did you did you find anything like he found like a dog being shot when you were on the you ready for this yeah you're gonna love this my dmt experience was beautiful my ayahuasca, six nights of ayahuasca was life changing. Um, my ibogaine, uh, only 40% of people get crazy visuals. Another 10% just get something and then the rest don't get anything. They just, you shake the whole time, literally like you're on, like you have Parkinson's. Like once, once it kicks in, you, you can't, you don't stop shaking for six to seven hours. Oh, okay. So that's, that was weird. And the shaman said, you had m- more demons than we're used to seeing. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So DMT was beautiful and ayahuasca was life-changing. But um, my Abigail was a lot of shaking, a lot of dry heaving. Um, you're kind of cross-eyed a little bit. You sweat. You, uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, they have to literally, you're shaking so much that you look like you have shaky knees syndrome or something. You, you have to be walked to the bathroom. Is shaky knee syndrome a syndrome? You know, I don't know. I don't even know why I said that. Sometimes uh, I just make things up. Yeah, so. It's shaky knee syndrome. I'm is not SKS? in medical books. You heard of SKS? <laughs> Sixa? I thought you knew about Sixa. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hey pal, we're not just going to walk past that one. We're going right back. And- it's like you have shaky knee syndrome. Nope. Nope, you didn't okay, have that. Okay, so you're shaking. Can't have something that isn't a thing. <laughs> and your visuals are off the charts, I bet. No. Nothing? You ready? So I wasn't, I told you, most people don't have anything. 40% have crazy stuff. 10% have just like something kind of weird. That was the 10%. So I'm lying down. This, this is a true story. I'm lying down. It's taking forever. I'm terrified. I also think that I prayed so hard to God to not have something crazy I've never begged God so much in my life as, yeah. as, as, as like just saying there was a prayer someone gave me and I think it said something I'm calling on all angels, guides, ancestors, gods, spirits of the great beyond, you know, to please, please, um, walk with me on this journey. Be gentle on my soul. I'm terrified. I want to see what you have to teach me, but please deliver it well I, I, and I, I I said that prayer over that girl showed there was a girl that seemed so calm like why, why are you so calm and she's like oh I, someone gave me this prayer and I, I told someone on the internet that, and she'd done it she said this prayer really helped me I'm like can I see it please so yeah. she handed it to me I just read it I'm like done it done got it memorized and I, I just kept saying it yeah. over like a psych ward patient like rocking and then finally I fell asleep or at least I thought I fell asleep and this is all I saw this is no exaggeration told a story before it's exactly what i saw there was a tank a military tank creeping slowly and instead of like a circular like cannon you know there's a, a usual yeah. cannon that sticks out of a, of a tank there was a slit like a floppy disk okay okay the, the, and that's what it shot out of right and what it shot out was not artillery no bomb no nothing like that 
it was a slice of American cheese and it went over my head. And then a voice said, that's what that always was. Wow. So when, when we all joined, like, so the next day, like when everyone's like, you know, Skylar, what about you, man? Like, you're fucking crazy. Like, and then everyone just looked at me like, it's a comedy bit, right? I'm like, I, I'm as disappointed as you are. Wow. Because <laughs> I mean, like I came down there like, like I, I'm angry. I fucking, I have unexplainable. I, I was like, what? The, I felt, I kind of felt chipped a little yeah, bit, you know? Yeah, of course. But I hadn't done DMT yet. And I realized that my true a lot of bad things have happened to me but i think i remember them all i i have a pretty good memory and i've already tortured myself i'm not like that guy's a stoic man and you i i would not describe me as stoic or like or like no no one you know, would no in, like I'm, I'm outspoken and so my journey father ibergain didn't feel like i needed to hey man you've never really thought about your pain if anything he's like all you do is think about your pain yeah all you do is and it's just a piece of cheese at the end of the day yeah <laughs> there you go you know it, it's not bad actually <laughs> craziest thing and this is the thing you wanted me to talk about the most when dmt started First of all, you take a hit and they have to like talk to you and beg you into holding in because it tastes so bad. And it's all, you know, you uh, your tongue is powerful from the tip all the way to the back. Mm. All right. And this shit is down your, th- I mean, it is all over your whole fucking tongue and esophagus. And it's, it's battery acid meets rotten eggs meets, I mean, it's, it's just like oh, no. filth, still water on the street. Like it's not good. And so they're like one, two. Three, hold it, hold, Scott, hold, Skyler, hold it. It's five, six, Skyler. And when they get to seven, you just hear. It's like when you watch the movies, and you know when the camera punches in while it's all, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is that in real life without a camera effect, you know. Mm. And so all of a sudden you're just like, and everything kind of bottoms out in the room. You see these geometrical shapes, and um, I'm convinced that the Wachowski brothers have done DMT because mm. it's very Matrixy shit. Yeah. And um, so I think, you know, once I did DMT, I'm like, oh, these guys did this and then wrote that fucking movie because it's crazy. Um, and all of a sudden um, I just kept uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a question guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a doubter. I'm a I like to poke holes in things. And so my brain fought it as long as it could. I go. I just, they said I kept saying, is this part of it? Is this? Is this part of it? Is this part like like I it's, I could not accept that like there was hap- like I, I I was so convinced that I'm so special that like maybe it wasn't going the way it's supposed to because it's me and my yep. luck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, but no, it was just my 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 body going. Oh, okay, this is the, oh, what is this? You know, and then I started saying out loud. I go, I kept saying, um, do you love me? Do you love me? Like when you talk, you everything. It's very stretched out, and oh. you're, you're, it's very crazy. But I kept saying, "Do you love me?" And everyone's like, "No one knew who you were talking about." Another thing you should know is when you do DMT, they do it in this uh, on this rug in this room at this house, and um, the only people that are in there is the owner of the facility, Tom, who wants to make sure it goes right, and then there's two shamans. Um, it's a husband and wife, and they go and they collect these these toads up and they do this whole thing they, they they don't kill these toads by the way they just take some of their secretion not all of it and they give it back they're very respectful these are indigenous people they're they're they're, they're they respect animals and earth more than you know someone in fucking culver city you know what I mean? yeah um so anyway supposed to just be tom and this couple but there was something weird about my dmt experience even though i was one of the oldest people at this rehab 
um, once Charlie was gone. And almost everybody was like, you know, 19, 24, 25. I was the most, I was more scared than all the girls for, for each plant medicine, all the guys. I was just, I was more scared. I, I, I've never been one to take something. I think I'm like you in that. Like, I think the reason you're scared is I think you're like me in that, my, this, you know, when you take um, uh, Molly or cocaine, like it doesn't take you over. You're still in, you're exactly. in charge. You're yeah. just high, you know, and same thing mostly for alcohol, unless you're completely blacked out. And so the idea of just seeing things that aren't there scared me. I only did, I never did acid. Uh, I never did peyote. I did uh, mushrooms once. People were just like, oh, like even though I was the older one, they almost treated me like childlike when it would come to the medicine because there were people were worried for me. Yeah. And it was weird. It was just kind of like this weird thing. Like once my trip started, people were walking in and usually if you walk in when someone's in, they'll usher you like, you gotta leave. Hey, Sarah just started her journey. Like, like you're ushered out and there was no, it was like this unwritten thing. People were just, they were flocking to me Interesting. and nobody Nobody did what I, I, I'd walked in on 10 different people in my time there. And they tell you to get, I mean, they're nice, but they're like, you need to leave right now, you need to leave. Like, yeah. But everybody in. So by the time that I was done, there was this circle of people around Ooh. me. And they were all like literally, people had hands out. They were sending me energy. There was just like this, I like, you know, I think that, you know, I don't think I'm special because this whole thing was about being humbled. I just think people had this general feeling of like, I just want to be there for Skylar and he's been there for, because it wasn't like, oh my God, Skylar, the loser, we better all go. It was more like Skylar's been a leader for us in so many ways, but he's really been so open and honest that he's just, he's a terrified leader. He's a, he's a flawed man that mm. is leading, but is not perfect and has let us know that. Let's just go help Skylar, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it started, I go, do you love me? Do you love me? And everybody in the circle, they, they all told me like, we didn't, we just didn't know who you were. Because you would look like towards us, but you, but you were, they're like kind of like with the way a blind person looks kind of mm. at you, but not at you. Mm-hmm. So like they look past you because they can't see, right? So they would say like, you'd look towards me and I didn't know if you were asking me if I love you. And then Graham's like, you looked at me and I'm like, I don't think he's talking to me. Like I've told him I love him a million times. And then that's when I started to um, calm down because I felt at one point like I was experiencing every soul that ever was and is. And then I had, there was lots of um, Native American sort of imagery and like, and, and like a warm sun-like feeling. Like I just felt like I was in the belly of, of the, of the higher consciousness. Like it was like a higher consciousness. Like I couldn't tell if it was like a planet or a star. Like maybe it was just like consciousness. I just had this weird, warm thing breathing next to me and it calmed me. And then I kept feeling like I was being almost, um, this is going to sound weird, but mentally licked. Not licked. Not like, I know exactly what you're talking. Like in your side, your brain. Yes. I have that all the time. Mentally licked. Like I, I, I don't know. That's the only I word I can saw, find. I just saw a painting where somebody had like tongues coming mm-hmm. out of their eyes. Interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, this must be common because it feels like a tongue is in my brain. It, it, I felt like I was being washed. Yep. I saw drums. I was slithering. Not in a demon way, but just almost like a, you know... They're, even reptiles, we've, we've been made to think that they're like bad or gross or scary. There still is something also very sleek about the way they move. You know what I mean? There's a there's an ease to the way that are, like a snake moves. And I I felt like I like my body was contorting in this in this sort of like soft snake like way. Uh, How snakes move is so cool. It it, it completely is, yeah. and that's what was happening for me. And so I f- and then I was throwing up on DMT, and when I would throw up. I could see pain in my vomit. Wow. So, and then also I just, I, my body was just like saying like, move your right arm back, let go, 
be nicer to yourself. You always carry tension there. Ease up. And I, all of a sudden, this tension was gone on my right. And I'm like, I never knew that my shoulder was tight. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, now do the same thing with your jaw. You're the most tense person in the world with your jaw. Let it go. And I'd be like, and it was just like, and it's, it, it was like, I just felt like I was getting a tune-up. Yeah. My entire body, my brain getting licked, my shoulder getting better, pain leaving my body. Like it, it just, I, I just felt all this stuff. And then at one point, my brain just went, cry, cry. And I let out this fucking cry. I looked like Sean Penn in Mystic River when he's like, is that my daughter in there? Like when he, <laughs> yeah. I was just exploding with emotion. I have no idea why I cried. My brain just said, you need it. And I didn't know why, and I still don't know why that part. You won't wake up and go, I know everything that happened on DMT, and I know exactly why all that happened. That's just not how it goes. You can figure some of it out. And some of this that I've even said to you, I don't even think I've ever said out loud. It's uh, There are parts right now that just came to me that I I just remembered right now. The greatest part was I, I just kept saying, like, I want to call my mom. I want to call my mom. I, I want to call Nicole. I want to call Nicole. And then they were like, they were pushing me back because I was trying to leave the circle. And, and, and then that's when my arms started to look funny, but not completely funny yet. And then all of a sudden I started <laughs> beating my chest as hard as I could over and over. I mean, I had a welt. Like I went and played paintball. I was beating my chest saying, I love you, Skylar. I Whoa. fucking love you, Skylar. I, lo- I love you, Skylar. I love you. Oh. I was saying it in a way like, don't you fucking know? Yeah. How do you know? Uh, yeah. I've always loved you. So I was, the person I was asking, do you love me, was me. Oh. So I was saying that at the beginning and then I had to go through this journey and get licked and cleaned and shoved and pur- purged and all this so that I could again go, I've always loved you. You just put all this fucking shit in the way all the time. Yeah. You piece of shit. Like I I had like a, the tone of my voice was like, I just remember like I I would say it and my whole body would shoot back and I would, my whole body would like turn into like a fucking jellyfish in the water, the way that it swims. It just like, it clamps and it's, 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 it kind of shivers and shimmies. It it shivers and shimmies and like, but like, it's almost like it folds and then unfolds and it Mm -hmm. folds. I was folding and unfolding my whole body going, I love you. I love you, Skylar. And it was, I mean, like, I, you would have thought I've never told myself that. Well, you probably haven't really. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Do you think the main problem for everyone is just not loving or not knowing that they love themselves? I do know that that's why Father Ibogaine wasn't hard on me. He's like, I don't need you to, I don't need to be hard on you because you do that enough. Mm. So the people's experience that is like that, he does that because it's like you, you, you don't even remember your pain. You never even talk about it. You just yeah. fucking sweep on a rug. I'm not a sweeper. I fucking cry all the time. Yeah. Yeah. My experience was like, well, stop crying and get that shit out of the way and just fucking be. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do think, I'll, so when you said, do I think that's everyone? No. Do I think that's a lot of people's problem? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. That... Some people don't have a problem with it. Some people just take exquisite care of themselves. What what did you bring back to your daily life from it that maybe we could start applying without doing it yet? That's a great question. I mean, well, in loving myself, I've just decided to get out of my head because the alcoholic's problem is broken thinker to just not take life so seriously. Even though I'm a comic, I take it pretty fucking seriously. It feels like light, like take things lightly is also, it's just such mm-hmm. a physical thing too. You know, when yeah. my chest feels heavy, I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? whatever's happening, it, yeah. the, it, no. This is beautiful. We are mm-hmm. lucky. 
Don't take it so seriously. Just enjoy it. Damn, Skylar. Wrapping it up hot. <laughs> we love having you on Superficial Magic. Superficial motherfucking magic. Um, I'm on Instagram at the Skylar Stone. Skylar spelled S-K-Y-L-E-R. And um, uh, same thing on Twitter at the Skylar Stone. I got a movie coming out, a horror movie called The Retaliators. Amazing. October. Um, it's got uh, Mike Lombardi in it. He was on Rescue Me with Dennis Leary and uh, Mark... Man, Manchaka from uh, Ozark is in it and a um, bunch of people. It's just a fucking great horror movie. Like a smart horror movie, not slasher, not stupid. Kind of like a Saw meets Hostel. That's coming out in October. Um, and then me and Jamie Kennedy just shot this. Uh, it's called Coming to the, Coming to the Stage. And uh, it's uh, me doing stand-up. Uh, Jamie Kennedy was hosting it. So that's kind of cool. Ooh. And then I that's thought, awesome. I thought I had something. Oh, my podcast. Yeah. Skylar of Service. I so, can't wait. Okay. You're, you're coming on, girl. I have to. I'm, I'm, you're I'm on. booking myself for it. We're going to crack into your major, self-help fucking... Major shit. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.